smelling candles that remind you of theme park rides, theme park snacks, and theme park fun. You know, without all the sweaty, smelly children around. So do we. Go to ParkSense.com and save 20% off using the code BINGE20 at checkout. ParkSense.com has candles, room sprays, wax melts, and oils. If you like your room smelling like the E.T. Ride at Universal, ParkSense is your man. Just go to ParkSense.com, buy some loot, and use the code BINGE20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. That's BINGE20 at checkout for 20% off. ParkSense.com. Made by fans for the fans. Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free. For only $5 a month, premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the BingeCast. What did you Hello everyone. Welcome to the Binge Cast. Well, it starts an innocent weekend nine and it's motherfucking binge cast time. We may act a little silly. Cause we have some drinks and we sing along To the sounders that are made from the radio songs Can't wait for the pee break What did Law watch this week? I'm sure Alex has some TV Leave us a voicemail just to say hello It's time for the Binge Cast Show We probably drink 40 beers or so And in the morning we're a real hot mess Waking up next to bottles of piss can't wait to do it all again Watching movies out of four on tens We got so drunk it's like memento It's the Binge Cash Show Let's start the show Welcome to the Binge Cast My name is Jim Law, I'm here in Renault Buddy we're, we're going to have a fucking uh, wonderful time of talking about the wonderful world of Michael Mann's Heat. Yes. So this was originally going to be, um, we were just, we were going to rewatch the movie and then we were going to talk about the movie and then we were going to review the the book, sequel, prequel, uh, Heat 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Patreon members, uh, we are going to be doing... The Heat, original Heat commentary tonight on the full bench. That is me, Rhino, and Jack Attack Tuesdays. Or yes. uh, fucking Felvy. Or uh, Episode 4. Episode 4. Or uh, Johnny Cakes. Or... I don't care what you call him. Mm-hmm. I call him Piece of Shit. I call him Piece of Shit Valley. Piece of Shit Valley yeah. is joining us for a commentary. That would be directly after this uh, very special binge cast. Uh, but as for the binge cast, I think uh, we could talk about a little bit uh, yeah. the movie, uh, how revisiting it went, and um, and then we're gonna get deep, deep, oh, so deep, <sighs> real super deep into heat too. Um. So yeah, I mean, before the commentary mm-hmm. that you'll hear after this, did you watch it? Uh, again before the commentary to like gear up no i feel like that's a movie that i've watched 
enough throughout the years that mm-hmm. you know like it's pretty fresh in my mind mm-hmm. it's always pretty fresh in my mind so i'm i'm constantly thinking about heat like i'm constantly 95 la what, what? yeah i'm there dude i'm there all the time <laughs> why in, what are you doing in my mind's eye in my mind's eye, I'm in fucking 95. It's 1995. It's L.A. I got a nice suit on. I got oh. a nice house on the ocean that looks out. Uh-huh. Got a nice view. Oh, yeah. And I got a nice girl. Oh. And she's got a great ass! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are... Oh, my God. It's yeah. Like your dream, dream life, isn't it? It is. It pretty much is. Pretty much is. <laughs> Well, I I started the movie because I thought we were going to do just the review before we did the book review. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we decided to do the commentary. But I finished it anyways just to, you know, maybe have some notes for the commentary. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, kind of like you. It hasn't been that long since I watched it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I never shy away from uh, – Especially when I when I'm like when I have to tell the family like, hey, I have to watch this movie, and then you know they just fucking leave me alone for fucking two hours. I'll, I'll just say that. Just say that more often, to be honest with you. It's a little tough. It's a little tougher sell when it's like, look, I gotta watch this movie from 1995. Yeah, it's called, it's called Heat. It's great. Yeah. Well, there's. I wanted uh, to show it to TJ. Maybe I don't even know if Jess has ever seen it, but I wanted to show it to TJ. But it just it schedule just never worked out. I had to fucking I had to throw it on by myself. But anyways, yeah, it was. Um, it was a great rewatch. Uh, mm-hmm. It is one of my uh, and like I mean we can't talk too much about it here because we do we dive into this at the end of the commentary tonight. What this movie means to us, oh yeah, where where it lists if it does list on any of our uh, uh, ranks on any of our lists. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just say we're all uh, we're all pretty big fans of it. Absolutely, and, man. Um, it was a very fun commentary. I hope you everyone enjoys it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we move on to uh, Heat Two. Oh yeah. Now, have, had you heard about this before we started discussing doing this? I heard about it on a podcast, and uh, one of the hosts was saying something about like, "Oh, and then Heat Two people recommended that, and that book is a piece of shit." And started going into like maybe a little bit of spoiler, and I just turned it off. Oh wow! Who was so that? I didn't, I didn't even know it was like a fucking a thing. Like I just, I, I just didn't know that was coming out at all. So. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks like you do, and there was no audiobook trailers for it. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I was starting a new audiobook. There's no trailers for it. It's not like, he too's coming out. You know what I mean? There should be the audiobook trailers. That's the fucking greatest idea ever. I know. Right? Let's, fuck, let's make them. In a world. Like, it starts, every one of them starts like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, and like, there's like 14 of them. Oh my god! The audiobook from yeah, like really got to pay the bills over at fucking Goodreads or some shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heat Two, the audiobook was like fourteen hours long, something like that. Three of those hours were just one minute trailers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had heard about it um, just through Don Winslow. Actually, his oh really? He really promotes uh, a lot of authors on his Twitter. If he's not, uh, you know. Still. Yelling at the yelling at the president? No, you mean Trump? Still, uh, bitching, yeah, right. still bitching at Trump? Yeah, <laughs> at the former guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but once in a while, yeah, he'll go on a on a rampage of where he uh, supports books. And to be honest with you, I think the last three books I've listened to were from his recommendations. Oh wow, nice. <laughs> um, he he really loves um, 
I don't know. He just really loves promoting these type of books. This really is really really does feel like, and we'll get into it deeper. But this really does feel like a Don Winslow book. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It really reminded me of something like Savages. And when you think about it, Savages kind of remind you a little bit of Heat. Like you know what I mean? Like they got similar feels to them. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but this Heat too is it is actually written by Meg Gardner and mm-hmm. Michael Mann. Michael mm-hmm. Mann fucking broke off and went into writing a, a book. Now, if you ever come across like a, a a screenwriter writing a novel, and I know he's got help here, but I'm sure he has. Do you think he, do you think he actually he wrote a lot of these these pages, or do you think he was just the guy like this is why I want to happen, Meg? Yeah, like providing <laughs> like, you know I mean? the yeah. bullet points and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too. I mean, he he does write a lot of his movies, right? Yeah. Um. So obviously, like he has that ability to like tell a story, mm-hmm. like narratively, and um, obviously as a director, even if he wasn't a writer, he still knows how to put it together. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how deep in the in the like in the trenches he got in terms of like, well, I'm gonna. It, it, is it like writing a treatment for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I agree with you. I didn't, I didn't know where he fell on that. And as far as I could tell, um, from what I was looking up, I, I just, I couldn't find anything on it. I, I can imagine he, you know, obviously he has a lot to do with the dialogue and you can, you can tell, you can tell that it's a, a screenwriter mm-hmm. type dialogue, right? Where That's very, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, like how much, like, honestly writing, even if he's written every fucking screenplay that he's, he's filmed, how much, um, dedication does he have to like setting up a location or a room? Like you know what I mean? Like right, right, right. He doesn't have to do that in the screenplay. It's just like uh, night outside. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> done. <laughs> Exterior. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Shirless fucking ties his hair in a ponytail once again. And the, uh, and he's chill. You notice? Did you notice how many times in the oh, book dude. that Chris was chill? He's so chill. <laughs> he's the fucking chillest dude. His mind is racing. But out, but outside he's chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so many times. No, no, no. It said uh, it was fourteen hours long. Um, that's that's uh, up in the speed though. This originally this is right. eighteen over eighteen fucking hour audiobook. God that damn. We, had to, we kind of fucking decided we were going to listen to last week, and yeah. um, I didn't fucking start it to Wednesday, dude. I finished this fucking <laughs> two and a half hours ago. Holy shit! What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn. I I finished it this morning too, but I I had a whole week, so I was like, you know, I don't want to fucking, you know, just be in that heat world all. I mean, in my mind, I'm in '95 LA. I don't oh, need you're... to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm still back in those days. Yeah. I'm chill. You don't want to be late '95 heat. Like, no, uh, no, not at all. Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It was there's I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you like uh, last night I was like oh god I gotta I had like a fucking uh, about two hours left mm. and I was like oh man this is do I just fucking like get the fucking cheap like the Coles notes and shit on this like that, what do I do here like I gotta yeah. finish so I I laid in bed and listened to it and I'm pretty sure I fell asleep at some point and there was a fucking scene we'll talk about the narrator in, in just one second but there's mm. a scene where the narrator like yells some dialogue when yeah. he's like uh he's doing a, a line of dialogue from uh wardell and uh i just like shot out of bed and i was like what the fuck is going on yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. Dead asleep, <laughs> and i was like um 
Oh, God, I should go back and listen to that. No, man, I just fucking, I put my fucking earbuds away and I went to bed. So, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I got the gist of most of it, but, I mean, there's there's a couple times where I topped out. It's like, it's a, it, fuck, it, you know, it's a, if I was at work mm-hmm. this past week, this shit would have been easy. And I, I guarantee you I would have been more into it. Yeah. But I'm listening to this, like, I'm driving the kids to fucking wherever, and then I'm listening on the way home. Mm-hmm. I'm listening, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm driving just to work in the morning. I'm listening to it on the way home. And it's getting broken up way too much, right? Yeah, you're just kind of getting getting it in where you can. And I, and I think much like you, the most I got in a row to listen to this was when I cut the lawn yesterday. Mm. Um, just making up tasks at home. Like today, just to finish <laughs> it, I'm like, don't worry about the dishes. And I'll, like, like, I'll make all the dishes and I'll make all the kids' lunches. And my, <laughs> Jess is just like, okay. Because <laughs> I just had to do this shit. Yeah. Like I had to fucking finish this. Um. Yeah, man. Like, how did you find it? Like, were you? Was it uh, a rough listen for you? Well, uh, that narr- I, I think I texted you pretty early on in my mm-hmm. listening of it because that the narrator is so good. He's good. He's, He's good. one of the better. And li- so, like we said before, you listen to plenty of audiobooks, especially at work. I listen yeah. to a lot of audiobooks, and um, he's definitely one of the one of the better better narrators. His, yeah. he goes full Pacino. Any time, and he doesn't use that voice for anybody else but Pacino's character, Vincent Hanna. That's right. And uh, he just kind of fucking nails it too, like brings you right in. I was reading a review today, and, and the person that just said read the book, I think I don't know if I was on Goodreads or Amazon or something, and the person was saying, you know, I just found it hard reading Hanna's dialogue in Pacino's voice. And I was like, I didn't. <laughs> I heard every line of Hannah's yeah. dialogue in Pacino's voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, whatsoever. Uh, he 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 did a little something for uh for Nate. Um uh, what's his name? Uh Voight. Yeah, the John, John Voight character, yeah. Yeah, he does mm-hmm. a little bit of something there. Um mm-hmm. not as drastic as the the pacino one but um yeah absolutely man i love uh i love that kind of shit especially listening to like the game of thrones books right oh yeah like and this guy's just his just very subtle fucking pacino and you're just kind of like it's a little extra something that 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 you enjoy the the kelso character too yeah the kelso character in the film heat is the guy who gives neil one of the jobs he's kind of like Kind of like the go between between uh, Neil and 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 uh, Nate, I think. Yeah, yeah. He and, and, and he's uh, just like, oh, I'm a computer guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he just hits that. <laughs> he's not like like over the top like that, but right. you could tell he has a quote unquote nerdy voice or whatever. Uh, right, right. And Chris Val Kilmer, he's so chill. Like, mm. I, you know, he's, he's just so chill guy. Oh, he's unbelievably chill. He's it's really weird how chill he is. So he is just a very normal voice. You can you can tell how much like Michael Mann loves that character too. Mm-hmm. Like he just thinks he's the fucking chillest dude. <laughs> like he's got the best dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. He fucks the hottest girls. He's just a badass. Yeah. I really love how. Uh, I I guess we're getting it, yeah. Let's like, get into yeah. We want to get into it. I I really love how how much Chris looked up to Neil. Yeah. As like a older brother figure, and like he's constantly thinking about him. What would Neil do in this situation? How uh, how Neil looked after him when they were in the fucking in the joint, 
mm-hmm. and all that stuff and basically told him how to because I, I guess Chris was kind of like a wild child and he went to jail and then Neil told him like hey, look if you're going to do criminal shit you're going to do it this way right, right. you to be disciplined um, and he does that you know with the three main characters basically right from um, from the movie uh, Chris yeah Neil and Hannah um, mm-hmm. we get a lot more on their on their background because like I, I mentioned this is a a prequel and a sequel um how how's we, i think we have to get spoilerific i mean yeah 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 so uh, i don't know what do you want to do do you want to just get right into the spoilers or do you want to rank it first for anyone that wants to skip to the fucking <laughs> yeah i mean i would say it's definitely a you want to rank it like give it a, well, a rating and shit or yeah, but let's, let, first let's give a, a like a, a loose breakdown of yeah. what it's about yeah, without yeah. yeah without spoiling it. So um, yeah, like we said, it's a prequel and it's a sequel um, because um, I think it starts out the very beginning is almost not immediately after uh, the movie, but not too far along, right? No, I mean they, it's during the heist. Oh, it's during the heist. Yeah, like that prologue is. I'm oh yeah, that is pretty sure yeah, it's like yeah. during the heist, and then yeah. it's. I think it's like a day after or something like that, or an hour after or something. Right, um, and that's when we we join Chris, and he's kind of uh, doesn't know what's going on. Uh, he, like he doesn't. He's in the midst of because he gets hurt in the heist, right? Mm-hmm. And then we don't see him till later on in the movie when he goes to pick up Ashley Juggs. Judd. Mm-hmm. Judd. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. So we get his storyline and Vincent's storyline. Obviously, we can have a sequel too. Yes. But the prequel storyline, we get Vincent, we get Chris, and then we also get Neil, you know, Robert De Niro's character, mm-hmm. and a lot of what drives him in the movie. Um, what I like about it is there's a central character here, and he's a brand new character mm-hmm. uh, that kind of ties everything in together in a weird way. <laughs> Um, making it one continuous storyline where we're still in the, like, even though we're hearing about Neil and Chris and we're hearing about Vincent, who you would imagine until the the film had no idea about each other. Um, there's a central character here, uh, the villain in this book, that kind of makes you um, just, it, it makes it known that their paths have almost crossed before. Yeah, 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 and I like that. I kind of, I kind of like that. This Wardell character, I saw a lot. I like, um, I, like I said, I was reading some reviews, and a lot of people are comparing him, and even thought that he was Wayne Grow at the beginning. Oh shit! And yeah, that yeah. he changed his name to Wayne Grow at some point <laughs> and, until he actually has an interaction with uh with De Niro's character in, right. in the in the prequel area. Um, so yeah, th- that. This this villain is a timeline that, that runs straight through this book, uh, even though, you know, obviously, I, I'm not spoiling the movie heat. I mean, it's fucking really old, like, yeah. if you haven't seen it. But he's not alive after the, the events of heat. So mm-hmm. um, to get, you know, his story intertwined with Vincent Hanna's story without them ever really crossing paths, but just to have that one uh, underlying fucking storyline is... I, I, I actually enjoyed it. And I don't mind... Um, Wardell as a character. Like, how do you feel about him? I mean, I hate him. He's a cocksucker. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, uh, like, I like, I like hating him. You know what I'm saying? He's very cartoony, though. Yeah. I mean, he's over the top. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely over the top. Um, 
I don't know if it needed it all that much. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of need a villain, but he was over the top. I wasn't sure, like, are we supposed to be thinking about Wayne Grow with yeah. Wardell because they're kind of, like, sadistic or whatever? But, um, no, great character, great villain. Um, yeah, just a little cartoony for me. A little too over the top. Yeah, Dialogue is a little too on the nose. He's, you know, he, his actions are crazy, so he's got to talk crazy, too. It's kind of weird. Right. So, in, in, the, in the this, again, for the setup, uh, mm-hmm. um, Neil comes across this guy and obviously wants to, uh, you know, uh, things happen with him that affect Neil's life and he wants to be done with them, take him out um, yeah. along with Chris. Well, actually, no. Does Chris have anything to do with that? I think that's mm. before. That I think that's, yeah, I don't think that happens just yet right. until that mission. Oh, right. okay, right. And then in the, in the, the sequel part, we get a, a big, long kind of... <laughs> side story for Chris um, but he's also still intertwined with you know the happenings of the movie and all that that have affected his life he's moved on from it but also he hasn't it's still things are still bothering him about it but now mm. Vincent Hanna is now getting involved with this uh, uh, what's his name the bad guy Wardell Wardell, Wardell yeah. um, the same guy that Neil Macaulay was mm-hmm. in prequel section so i'm trying i'm just sorry if it's not that clear but i'm just trying not to spoil anything until we get to the specific spoilers well it's you're time jumping a lot right i mean the, the or the yeah. book does that so it's it's kind of hard to just go from a to b to c because you know, it's mm-hmm. both a prequel and a sequel and you know fucking everything intertwines and whatnot so no you're doing good all right so maybe we don't have to rank it right now, um, but just just to give everyone an idea mm-hmm. of what the book's about. Um, but we are going to get into some spoilers right now because, I mean, there are some nitpicky things I want to talk about. And there is yep. some really cool details that uh, I, I want to bring to the table, too. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's get to it. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, from here on out, I think we're just going to spoil the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. Um. You you said that he's kind of over the top, um, and a comical bad guy. And obviously, yeah. this is a play a playoff Wayne Girl, right? Because he was he was so savage and fucking brutal. There's something I love about this, though. There's, there's actually there's two. There's ones that I don't like, and there's one that I do love. The fact that Neil never found this guy, or he he, he couldn't find this guy, bothers me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And I, I know that's just the way it has to be for this storyline to work, but I just feel like if Neil, if anyone can find him, it's going to be Neil and, and or somebody on his crew, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just to push the story along, they can't find him. But that that actually bleeds into what I like about it. The fact that he he never got his hands on, on him. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep forgetting his name? Like literally. Wardell. Wardell and Wayne Grow. Fuck. <laughs> The fact that he couldn't, he never got his hands back on Wardell. Uh-huh. I love how that kind of leads into the end of Heat when he decides to go and get Wayne Grow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's, I didn't even make that connection. That's great. Yeah. Because we're, we, I don't want to spoil the commentary, but we talk about this exact moment in the, in the movie. As a weakness. That, yeah. Right. Why, why does he do it? And this kind of adds a little something to the fact that all those years went by and he never found Wardell and he doesn't want that to happen again when he has the chance to fucking end this guy. Right? Do, you, do you think that was man 
filling up a plot hole that he maybe saw after everything was said and done with Heat, the film? I honestly don't even know. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't even know if it just happened naturally or if mm-hmm. that is, like, legitimately on purpose. And does he, does he, do you think he considers, uh, like, Macaulay going to the hotel a mm-hmm. plot hole or just, like, a, a, a character flaw? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you can still have that scene because basically the the scene is it, it it's the the title of the film, right? It's like when you see the heat coming around the corner, you got to fucking you got to book it. You can't be attached to anything. And that we just need him. We just need Neil to make that decision while looking at Edie mm-hmm. and while looking at Hannah too and making a fucking decision. Right. Um, so I think he he you still could have like put that in there, but maybe that was for like audience satisfaction, and maybe Michael Mann didn't feel too great about that. You know, mm-hmm. that maybe it was a little too uh, they were spoon feeding the audience there or something. Right. Well, because maybe it's a little too convenient or whatever. But I I now that you mention it, I fucking love the scene even more, and I love that part of the book even more now too. I know that's what I'm saying. It makes them both better, mm-hmm. and obviously, in in a, in a novelization of these characters, we we get a lot more inside Neil's head, and yeah. you get to see a lot of how he becomes who he is. In the movie, we don't we kind of don't we don't get that right, and it's easy to say that that he wasn't that's not what he was thinking about, and and for years we didn't know what he was thinking about in that in that point. It's just that he was fucking pissed off and wanted Wayne Grow to die. Yeah, but fine. But this adds a little something to it now, and I think I like that's that. really cool. Yeah. yeah, I fucking like that, man. I like that a lot. I actually did. I, I don't know, man. Like I kind of forgot about Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow. <laughs> I did. Fuck it. <laughs> they literally just did the same thing you did. Um, it, to- it was totally fine before this conversation. I was ready to talk about Warren L all fucking day. And I was when I was Wayne Grow. Um, I actually forgot about Wayne, uh, I was going to do it again. Oh, Wardell, uh, for most of the, the book, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I, I guess, I, I don't know if I was like half paying attention mm-hmm. or what, but like when he showed up again, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a long book when you, forget, <laughs> you forget about a character and oh. a couple days later, you're like, Oh yeah, this guy. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, early in the book, um, yeah, speaking of like forgetting characters, early in the book, when Hannah is in Chicago mm-hmm. and he's trying to find the burglary crew mm-hmm. that hit that rich house and yep. the one dude like raped the daughter or whatever. Yeah. Whatever happened with that character? Which which character? The the girl, the the daughter. Oh, geez, I don't know. But this is this the one where he inexplicably throws the guy off the roof that was this, great yeah, this, yeah like that was that i was like what is happening like, <laughs> so side story uh real quick uh the owner of moe's rest in peace her brother is or was a he's a retired cpd re- a retired uh um sergeant with right. the chicago police department okay. and he would come in and he's get fucking hammered every night and tell stories yeah. He told us a story once about how he and his partner, when they were coming up, they used to go to the south side and bust drug dealers, mm-hmm. take them to the roof, and toss them off the roof. <laughs> what the fuck? And not once. <laughs> and he said he would do it all the time. That was enough for me 
to be like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. And he's throwing <laughs> multiple people off the roofs. But that would be one thing. He told us multiple times that he did that. Oh, my God. As if it was just common practice to do something like that. Did he kill them? Like, did they die? They they weren't walking too straight. I'll <laughs> tell you that. Oh, my God. <laughs> they walk a little funny after that. Oh, my God. So you're listening to this shit, and you're like, hey, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. I totally know <laughs> Hannah. Hey, Alex, let me get another Irish whiskey. <laughs> I was kind of just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, where does this come from? Like, Hannah's, like, I know we, we joke a lot about the drugs and shit in the com. You'll, you'll, yeah. you'll get there. But, yeah. I mean, this is just like, <laughs> this is just fucking out there. Like, this fucking guy. Then the guy gave him, here's the thing. The guy gave him all the answers. Oh, he totally did, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little too fucked up right now. I just did a bump. I knew you were going to take a couple of bumps off the second story. Ruth. The guy fucking gave him everything he needed. Mm-hmm. And Vincent was just like, okay, thanks. Throws him off the roof. That was fucking, that was a really weird scene for me. Yeah, and, and again, that, that was like early on in the uh, in the book. And like, was that was that like present day? And like, why was or was he younger then? Is that prequelish? Younger, yeah. Okay, well, that was Chicago, right? Yeah, that's why I was confused. And then I was thinking, like, well, is he? No, he's LAPD. He's not a Fed, which would make sense if he was in Chicago with that. If it was present day and he was a Fed, you know what I mean? Like. I was just getting lost, like at first, because it was just so right. fucked up. But he came up, he came up in the in the Chicago Police Department, did he not? Is that isn't that what it's? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's that's so that, that yeah. Everything Chicago for me was prequel. I think that's was the biggest uh, the biggest clue as to where where we were. And it's not it's not clear all the time, especially if you're not listening like immediately to the beginning of every chapter because these. Mm-hmm. I'm by the way, I'm listening at one point four speed, right? So yeah, yeah. If I miss something, I'm kind of like, what did he say? And it's already like fucking six <laughs> minutes ago, and I'm like, well, I can't fucking go back now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So and then I mean, let's talk about this this Chris side story. And this, mm-hmm. I tell you right now, this is the one I have the least information on because okay. I I really did phase out a lot on this uh this fucking espionage fucking shit whatever he was doing with this Asian woman like this this got to me man I did not enjoy this part of the book really yeah I didn't I I loved it really as it as it started as he started getting more into uh like being an asset to them instead yeah. of just hired help Mm-hmm. And like he was actually giving them pretty valuable information and and muscle and mm-hmm. uh, strategery. I, I I started getting more invested in it. Really? Then I then I kind of liked the whole like global nature of everything because it just completely opened up like the world to me. And I was thinking like it does kind of seem like a natural progression without Neil. And, and Chris trying to, like, find his own way. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's a natural progression for that character. Actually, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Specifically because it's a woman who he gets attached to. Yeah. yeah yep. He's so and chill, though. That's why, you he's, know? He's super 
he is super chill, but at the same time, not only is she like, you know, he loves his hot women, right? Yeah. And then but she's also a woman of power and and I think and she's like a genius, I think he calls her. Like he yeah. literally calls her a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a genius mm-hmm. and hot, but I'm chill. And uh <laughs> So yeah, but she's tight. she's he's kind she's kind of like the perfect character for him, right? Like mm-hmm. he needs guidance, and at the same time he can be fucking uh, like the man to her. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and he's got like that baggage. He's constantly thinking about Ashley Judd, and he says that in his like internal dialogue. He's like fucking miss Ashley Judd, <laughs> miss that kid that fucking played my son in that movie. <laughs> fucking miss those two. <laughs> yeah, but he's constantly thinking about them. So like. That's a good ju- oh juxtaposition oh. between Ashley Judd and the new chick because the new chick has you know she's got the brains mm-hmm. she's got the attractiveness she's got like she checks all those boxes right um, and you know there there is a lot of backstory with Chris and what's her name Charlene or something like? I yeah, think Charlene, Charlene. <laughs> what's her name we've been listening to it for eighteen <laughs> hours um, uh, you know a little bit of backstory with them and mm. he's he feels like he kind of has to save her from like the hooker job and stuff because she used to be a hooker and he kind of see i feel like he kind of sees that with the new uh love interest because yes she's like this um you know she's what do they call it uh like self-actualized women you know mm-hmm. she's very business motivated she's, she's independent she stands on her own two feet but she's belongs to a culture that sees her less than Right. And especially because she has an older brother who's like the heir apparent to like this big corporation, conglomerate, yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, like he, again, like you said, calls her a genius yeah. and wants to help her out and, and, and take her like legitimate piece of the pie. Right. And it, it's, it's not um, a thing that's supposed to be missed by the reader, too, because, I mean, when Chris does eventually make it back to L.A. and contacts Nate. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fucking <laughs> the inner dialogue and the outer dialogue of Nate is just like, wow, you're fucking changed. Like, you're a totally different man. You're fucking amazing now. Like, it's just like, oh, wait, we got it. We got how amazing fucking Chris is. And he's super chill. <laughs> and what did he say? That it had been like five years since he had been back or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Five or six years. Yeah, I was trying to remember that today. But, um, yeah, man, I, um, like I'd like uh you know Nate gets some you know set up in Panama that's where that's where uh, was it Panama no Paraguay yeah. he winds up going to Paraguay in South America uh because that's he's got to get the fuck out of Dodge so Nate sends him out there he's able to hook him up with like some local people that need you know like uh you know muscle security work or whatever mm-hmm. and uh I think it's a Brazilian guy named Paulo mm-hmm. and I really like that character a lot too cuz he's kind of like he becomes uh Chris's homie a little bit and uh, you know, winds up respecting him. He was like, Oh, like Chris is like this little flunky, but then he like shows his chops and everything. He's like, Oh, you know, like I kind of respect this guy. Um, I I like that. I like that part of it a lot. Yeah. Um, Like secondary characters are pretty cool. So uh, this is, this is uh, interesting to me then because even this doesn't even, this is kind of weird to me, but I'm I'm thinking maybe because you even like the storyline more. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, How do you feel about the whole um, Chris wanting to take out Hannah kind of storyline that just kind of shows its face near the end and really works itself into the like the the climax of the of the book or whatever? Like, does does that work for you? It almost seems like an afterthought. 
It does. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, he kind of doesn't even think about Hannah for a while. He might mention him, like, in his inner dialogue, you know, yeah. he, he killed my fucking... <laughs> my, they say brother from another mother so many fucking oh times, my God. and it's like without irony either. Like we would say, like you lost my brother from another mother, and you'd be like, "Shut up, you fucking queeb," or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but he lived Jimmy says that without any irony. I thought that was yeah, hilarious. But uh, like he does think about he he does think about that like early on, but mm-hmm. it's not like a pain point. And then even before he gets to LA, it's like. The, I think the possibility of maybe going back to the States is there. And then he's just like, oh, fucking Hannah. You know what I mean? And then he's got this hard on for fucking Vincent Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it seemed to be a little bit of an afterthought. I thought, um, but I did think that, uh, that if it did, if he did like hunt him down, that it was just going to turn up that Chris was going to go down. I mean, I knew Elisa. You know, Nate or uh, Neil's love interest in Mexico or right. in Arizona. Right. Like, you knew where that was going. And I, I just wish they didn't spend so much time on that because, of course, she's going down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get it because you need her daughter for the ending, which I, I thought that was pretty cool, like, coming together of different storylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. But at the same time, like, that's that's the reason why, why um, Chris is even there, though, right? Like, True. Isn't he, isn't he following Hannah at that point at the end? He's he's following Hannah. Yeah, he's following yeah, yeah, Hannah. Yeah. Um, wait. He, uh, I think he's following Hannah. Hannah's following Wardell. Oh, Chris, and th- yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Chris comes across uh, Elisa's daughter mm-hmm. and recognizes her. And it becomes this whole like like a really weird moment where all three <laughs> storylines kind of intertwine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just it was it was weird. I, I, I like I'm just being honest, man. The Chris, I like the I like the beginning of the the, the prequel with Chris when he was when he just met Charlene. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed that because I you know I talk about the. In the commentary, like mm-hmm. Ashley Judd was everything at this point in my life. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Ninety-five Ashley Judd is she's she's top-notch. People. Yeah, and um, then you started fucking counting her pimples, but you know I don't uh, I don't want to spoil the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking think I? Oh goddamn it! Um, oh, that's another thing I, I wanted to bring up too. The whole mm-hmm. Vegas, the whole Vegas history between them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you did you make any connection between the signal? That Ashley Judd gives him yes. when he shows up together. Yeah, like the fucking the blackjack cool. dealer. Yeah. I that like was real that. cool. That's nice. See? I like these little connections. Michael Mann knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's all he did, too. Like, Me- like Meg, the the writer, oh, yeah. Meg Gardner, she's <laughs> just like, all right, this is this manuscript. And he just like puts little like notes mm-hmm. in there from the fir- from the fucking movie. Yeah. It's like, well, he would, she would do this here because they were, you know. Yeah, exactly. And also, he's like, he's over her shoulder while she's typing. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Meg, I think Chris is really chill at this moment. <laughs> no, less hot, more chill. More chill. Also, also, I think we need to remind them that Neil is his brother from another mother. <laughs> All his all his written notes though, like when you like hands are like written notes, it all every single one of them starts. So from the movie, <laughs> and then he just puts little tidbits in there. <laughs> Fucking man, 
<laughs> right. Like, okay, where where can we put in Trejo <laughs> and Bosco? Like, what what are these guys? Just mention them in the fucking scene somewhere, Meg. God yeah. damn it, Meg. Help me out, <laughs> dude. So we get. I'm just trying to think of all like the different missions and heists and like action scenes mm-hmm. in the film or in the film in the in the uh, book. Um, so beginning of the book, you get the L.A. scene, you know, from from the movie. Right. Get a little bit of that. <clears throat> There's this great fucking motorcycle chase fucking scene in Paraguay. Yep. That's where like uh, Chris really like shows he knows what he's doing and shit like to the people that have hired him. Right. And that, like, oh, this isn't just some fucking stupid Americano and shit. Uh, that was a great fucking scene. Like, uh, their ability to, like, to write, yeah. like, hard action like that, that, like, where you, like, if you were reading, like, the physical book, like, literal page turner, like, you can't put it down, yep. is fucking great, man. I love these action scenes. I love uh, the heist, too. I love mm-hmm. uh, that. Those were, you know, like easily when you're listening to a book this long, it's easy to get engaged in those type of scenes, right? Like that definitely, yeah. Like like you kind of just shut everything off at those point because you get really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was there wasn't a, like one heist scene that um, I thought just didn't fit. Like this is what this book was to be about. Like what I thought it was going to be about going into it, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's an interesting question. Like what did I, I expect this, going into this? I expected. And I had I had just happened to hear it, it was a prequel and a sequel. So then I you know I set the stage in my own mind like yeah we're gonna get the history of Neil and what he's all about, and then uh, we're gonna get the aftermath of the movie. And I thought that was gonna be more about I th- honestly I thought it was gonna be more about just Hannah Hannah's life falling apart. Mm. I really thought that was I wasn't mm. expecting this this villain. Interesting, yeah, yeah. I thought. Um, it was going to be about Hannah's life falling apart and just uh, him dealing with all this kind of shit. And a, and a new a new villain never crossed my mind. So kudos to them for making that last. For sure. Oh, um, but what, like, what did you what did you expect or what did you want out of a out of a Heat Two novel? Like, what did you think it was going to be? Um. Well, I, I think we talked about the, we might have talked about this on the commentary, but um, and even offline, it, like that's the thing. Like with this with this novel is like nobody, I don't think anybody was really asking for it or, right. you know, people weren't really clamoring for it. So, okay. So just take that out of the way. What do I expect? Um, and that includes me. I don't, you know, even seeing he too. Oh, it's a book. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what right. do I care? Right. Um, but seeing that we were, we're gonna, we were going to do this, I, you know, and knowing that it was going to be a prequel and a sequel, I was like, okay, let's see, you know, young Neil, like, coming yeah. up, you know, see what he was like uh, mm-hmm. years ago, however long that's been. Right. Um, and, but I didn't know that it was going to be, like, uh, just because I wasn't, like, thinking about it too far in advance. I didn't know Chris was going to be, like, the main character, like, picking up the thread of heat right. and carrying it on in this book. How about you? I didn't. No, I didn't expect that at all. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's easily apparent that he's still alive at the end of the movie. Um, he's basically the only one. Him and Nate are the only ones that are you know more so main characters in the movie that are still alive. And Hannah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't expect it. Like, in no in no way, shape, or form did I ever. Fi- I think it was going to be Hannah versus Chris. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, the book's not that. Right. 
right? Like we just discussed, like Chris has this kind of ongoing dialogue in his head or whatever that he would like to fucking take out Hannah and it, but it never really comes to fruition till, till the very end. Um, I, I just, I, I was, re- I'm really impressed and I'm like you, like when I first heard about it, when I, I saw it on Don Wenzel's Twitter or whatever, I was just kind of like, uh, I mean, I guess it'd be cool like to, to read about early heists. Yeah. Maybe yeah. early Hannah and what he did to move up in the ranks and all that kind of shit. But that's all I expected out of it. Threw a dude off a roof. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like that, but <laughs> roundabout way, you know, other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that, but that's what I'm saying. Like this was, this was way better than I thought it was going to be, dude. Like I, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I, like honestly, I did. They did a really good job here making this entertaining. Other, well, for me, other than some of the Chris love story <laughs> interest shit, uh, that was just a little too much for me. But I mean, making making a through timeline mm. Mm. and making it connect, mm-hmm. I really think they did a fucking amazing job here. I was really impressed with uh, how they how they structured this book. And I know we li- only like listen to it as an audiobook, but like the the phrase like it jumps off the page, I, I think applies, don't you think? I mean, you can totally visualize just from the writing style, especially those action scenes and how they play out. You can totally see it in a kind of like a cinematic form, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think even more so in an audiobook, and even more so because of this narrator. Oh, he's so good, man. And he's just he's a, he's fucking angry. Like he's very serious and very angry, and he's yeah. fucking he's almost like like he's you know uh, I think it was Savages that we had read. Oh yeah, remember that narrator? I mean, that he, guy was good. He was a fucking god. <laughs> he was really, <laughs> really good. Was. Yeah. Um, and this guy's not far behind because he really he like I think his best. Read, obviously, other than the the Pacino shit, because mm. it was just so fun to hear someone else do a Pacino fucking impression, because we spent the whole commentary doing it. Anyway, yeah. um, but the Wardell character, he seems to really get into that fucking cocksucker. Like, Definitely, loves, man. Like, like when he's talking to women, oh my god, Reynolds, he's <laughs> such a piece of shit. With the, I don't know if if fucking Michael Mann or Meg Gardner or whoever. Fucking hates Tupac Shakur, but do you remember this part of the book <laughs> when the, the fucking cleaning lady and fucking Wardell has a problem with her because she's uh-huh. listening or she starts crying about the the Tupac Shakur fucking song Mother? Oh yeah 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 yeah. She goes off on Tupac <laughs> Shakur. I was just I was cutting the grass and I was like I literally had to stop. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did Tupac Shakur do to Michael Mann? Oh my god. <laughs> Just fucking like a good Just minute and a half. Oh my god, fucking shitting on his mom. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even a real fucking uh, the Black Panther. I was just like, holy God. <laughs> it's like, but that's what it's like. And, and the way he reads those lines from Wardell, it's just like, mm-hmm. why is this guy so fucking angry, man? <laughs> and for somebody that uh, like <laughs> knows so much about Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Like, but also hates him too. That's so fucking interesting that you could pull, and I don't know how much of a fucking uh, a deep pull it is. You know that his mom was a Black Panther, but it, that's an it's like an additional thing that fucking pisses him off. He had to research it, like he had to at yeah. some point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, and and when he was, he was like, "Fuck that." That's <laughs> 
that was fucking unbelievable moment last yesterday. Oh god, that's fucking so good. What one of the my other uh, favorite things, and this is just kind of like across uh, storytelling, I guess. But there's like a trope of um, like if somebody is talking about how a certain event is going to go, mm-hmm. like you just subvert that. You know, like it's not going to go that way at all. And like movies do this, books do it. Like, right? You know, all all different kinds of medium do that does that. But we spend a lot of time in like that the border town and in, in the prequel, like in the prequel story with Neil and Elisa yep. and, and the whole gang, right? Uh, with Neil just being like very like on it as far as like the details and this, this, and that, and then it fucking just <laughs> it doesn't go as planned. Right? Yeah, it's and, fucking and, and, great. And again, that's kind of like showing why Neil is so good at what he does, you know, mm-hmm. when we meet him again in Heat or whatever. Um, and he's able, like, in, and also being able to, like, think on his feet. Yeah. Like, when stuff do- does go wrong, like, in the moment. Mm-hmm. The shit's cool, man. Yeah, I, I enjoy the Neil part, uh, the Neil sections a lot. Um, I enjoy. For the most part, I enjoy the Hannah stuff. It's sometimes it's over the top. I think he screams, uh, "The power of Christ compels you!" At some point, at some he point. does. Yeah, <laughs> he also. Oh, he mentions um, there were a lot of Hannah dialogue, uh, like um, uh, tips of the hat from oh. the from the movie. Oh, really? God damn it! I forgot to write them down. But uh, yeah, there were there were. God damn it! It doesn't make any fucking sense now, but. <laughs> Trust me, trust me. There is. I wonder, like, I you know, I could have missed it, but does he ever talk about someone's ass? Because he has a lot to say about asses in the movie. He talks about how somebody has a great ass. He yeah. talks about um, it's ugh, fuck. It, it's a couple of like the crazier moments in Heat where, like, he's singing the song. That might be it. I'm not sure. Fuck. God damn it. Should have wrote it down. Is that, is, do you find that cheesy or do you like that? I like it. I like it because it's it's there for the people that have just done a commentary, uh, you know, people like us. Exactly, and I think that's nice. And they think about people like us. Do you think? How much did the like the narrator, the audiobook version of this, like did did it make you think you liked it more because you listened to it on audiobook? Uh, or- I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think if I had, uh, you know, read this on, uh, you know, Kindle or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. regular fucking old school book that I might have not gone back to it or it would have taken me a lot longer right, to finish it. Um, but the fact that that guy is so fucking engaging, I'm going to put some fucking respect on his name. His name's uh, Peter Giles. Yes. And um, if you just, like, look up his audiobooks, uh it's on audible, but there's a fucking shit. He does a lot of Michael Connolly stuff, which you know I'll give him a pass for. Oh wow! Like, but um, is Michael Connolly is that like what is that crime crime stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's all just yeah, like mystery okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he's well schooled and James Patterson. Oh, but he he look at he seemed well schooled in this uh oh yeah this, this arena right like he knew he knew the voice of every character here and uh, I mean. I've said this a million times on this podcast. I mean, an audiobook's only as good as the guy reading it to you or the girl reading it to you. And oh, yeah, man. It oh, can yeah. make the difference. This, I, I guarantee you, if our deal was at the earlier this week, let's read this book. Mm. 
I don't. I, I don't think we'd be doing this right now because I probably wouldn't have got through it. Like I wouldn't have. I, <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. It's, I, it's, it's the reason why we don't have binge book club. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just show up and just start drinking and just forget about whatever the fucking yeah. book we were supposed to read. Oh man. At the same time, look. Sometimes it's easier to get taken out of an audiobook because you can just fucking literally go out about your life and do everything else while you're listening to it but mm-hmm. if you get if you get that narrator and you get a good scene and you get a good voice and i i really think the pacino and the wardell fucking voices this guy delivered were just so engaging man yeah that it pulls you in every single time absolutely absolutely not to mention chris because he's very chill yeah chill. there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was that moment too uh i think it might have been directly after Hannah tosses that guy off the roof. Oh my God. He jumps in his car yeah. and I I know where he is in the city. Oh, okay. So I know where he is in the city where he tosses the guy. Off. It, it's probably not too far from where Mo's brother fucking tossed the guy off the fucking <laughs> roof. Um, but he, he jumps on the highway and goes to a town called Kankakee, which is Ooh. South of uh, South of the city. And it's probably a good 45 minute, maybe an hour drive. Okay, but that's where like after he he does that he fucking jumps in his car and he just drives the Kankakee and he's just talking about how like he would he I don't know if he grew up there or like he spent time there like fishing or whatever yeah. oh no he was from a town uh, that was by Kankakee okay a uh, smaller town and he talked about how he used to drive down whatever road and mm-hmm. flip the lights off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he does that then, you know what I mean? Like I used to do this back in my old days. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like it was just a weird moment. I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to show. I don't know either. Like it, it, I, I really don't understand where he's at in his head or where we're supposed to think he's at in his head. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I, like he does talk about like his his. Uh, I actually like the part where he talked about like his dad was a uh, veteran. Yeah. And like uh, he was, you know, this great guy. And then he came home and he was a completely different person. And then fucking Vincent went to uh, Vietnam and had some action there and came back. So like all that little backstory, I kind of like, but I don't know if I need prequel Hannah at all. Mm, mm. Like at all. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's not that interesting of a character to me. He's just kind of like, uh, you know, a... um. A really great detective who's got his issues, you know, and but I'm so not not really looking for that. I don't need it, but giving it to me, and I'm just yeah. still like, eh, I don't need it. <laughs> like I yeah. still don't need it. Right. <laughs> it didn't right. add right. anything. Right. But did you enjoy? So, you, but did you enjoy the Hannah kind of searching for uh, Wardell sequel shit? Like, did you like that shit? That shit I liked, but yeah. again, just to go back to it, like I totally forgot about a lot of that because I felt like the majority of that middle part of the book yeah. was all Chris. It was. <laughs> it was. Like you complete. <laughs> I'm like, when are we going to get back to Hannah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, spread it around a little bit. This guy's fucking. Whew, he's ice cold. He's the Ice Man. Oh, oh! <laughs> god damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good. That was too chill. Um, yeah, I mean, and you're right, man. And I didn't expect that going back to what we expected this to be, right? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to focus so much on Chris pre and post. Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he is the main character of this 
book. I mean, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect that. I, I really didn't. Um, he has, I think he was on, uh, what's the fuck, uh, what, what's that podcast? Mark Marin. He was on Marin, uh, Michael Mann was. Oh, nice. And he's talking about how he really wants this to be a movie. Yep. Um, and I, I, I was just thinking about it and I was just kind of like, well, I have no idea how that would work. Obviously, everyone would have to be new. Mm-hmm. Actors, like even even mm-hmm. sequel stuff. Yes, absolutely. Can't have Pacino come back and and because this, I mean, the post Heat sequel shit is not too long after Heat, right? Like it's what you said, five six years maybe, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And Hannah says in Heat that he's like fifty nine or fifty five, something like that. He's in his mid to late fifties. Right. I mean, Pacino's what now? Almost fucking eighty. Hey, it don't matter. You could de-age me. That money's so crazy, dude. Whatever his name is. Um, but I don't like. I mean, he he really wants this to be a, a movie, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this on the on the. Uh, I, I won't spoil the the fucking the commentary, but mm-hmm. Pacino is given an actor who he wants to play himself. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I you know, I'm not mm-hmm. done with that. I just no way. Like wrong age, especially yeah, right, especially after reading it. Wrong age, too pretty. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how this, I don't know how this works because, ah, fuck, you, you got to base everything off De Niro and Pacino and Kilmer and everybody. Like, yeah, you, you got to get a young, uh, if you're going to include a young Trejo, you got to get a young Trejo lookalike. You got to get, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? You got to get a long fucking uh, Buffalo Bill lookalike to fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's got to <laughs> look like somebody to pull this shit off. And it just, it just, I don't know how he approaches a movie version of this. Um, if, if he if he goes the prequel and sequel route, or if he just goes prequel, like he just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He just focuses on that, which I don't think is as entertaining uh as a movie to be mm-hmm. honest with you yeah 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 well Especially, the prequel part of it yeah yeah i totally just, agree yeah absolutely like, i and i feel like having that i don't know man I, the the word out character very key for me here and everything in the book mm-hmm. if you get to do a movie you're gonna obviously have to have that it's a brand new character you don't have to worry about casting of that or whatever but so you gotta have the little you gotta have a little bit of the pre- the prequel though you do yeah. you do yeah gotcha and to make this work, to make it work at the way the book works, you got to have to cross paths with young Pacino, mm-hmm. young, young fucking De Niro. Well, you got to have all. Them. Well, the the prequel parts are 1988. Right, it's not right? even that far. It, right, so I, I I think you don't even have to cast two different actors for those roles. You could just, uh, you know, throw a little makeup on them or cut their hair or whatever to make them look a little bit younger. You're going to de-age Pacino and De Niro, you're saying? Oh, I'm not even saying that, that they should be in there. I don't think they should. Oh. No. They, no. I say go a whole new cast. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're saying. The same characters for the prequel. Oh, see, the same actors for the prequel and the sequel parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, so, in that case... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if you have to – so you probably can start off the first part of the movie with, like, the prequel part. Yes. Right? Because that – you have to set that stage for the for the daughter, for, for Gabriella. Absolutely, yes. Um, and it, I don't even think it has to be that long. You just need to plant that seed in the, in the audience's head. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, you know who I see as maybe he's a little too old at this point, but you know who I see as uh, Chris, mm. Chris Pine. Oh man, that works. Solid, solid. He's been in um, big budget action movies. Yeah, he can, he can, you know, I think he can hold his own in that that area. Absolutely, I think that does that works. I like that. What do you think about uh, Wardell? Oh, Wardell, this is great. Okay, here's a bad question. Oh boy. <laughs> and I don't know what um what what uh is it Wardell black or white? I have no idea. <laughs> He's white. He's his white dude. On, okay. Yeah, his thoughts on Tupac cemented that for me. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of this is some black dudes that don't like fucking Tupac too. Well, <laughs> I don't know them, but I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> oh my god you know why i don't the only reason why i asked that is because wardell sounds like ordell in my head and that makes me think of fucking <laughs> sam jackson and jackie brown I, he's he's uh he's definitely white he's okay. a fucking yeah he's like a serial fucking he's killer. a wangro motherfucker he is a wangro ass motherfucker uh, who's a dirty ass white boy these days who could fucking god who can fit that bill um i got a good one I just thought of it right now. What the fuck? Okay, who? The, I don't know if you've seen him lately, but he's super jacked, and uh, that would be Ethan Suppley. Ethan Suppley? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I knew what you were talking about. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. But wait, in the prequel part, is he super fat? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, just like they just take a shot at his life in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they CGI him from uh, My Name Is Earl or something. I'm fucking yeah. put him in there. Fucking mall rats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that's good though. I like that because he, yeah, he looks like he could be a fucking super scary dude. Um, Nate. No, Nate's not in that all that much. No. No, but I figure we could just put Nate Peterson in there. Nate have Peterson as Nate works yep. for me. Yeah, good, good. Yep. What about the girl? What was her name? Mia. Oh, uh, Chris's girl, Anna. Amma. Yes. Am- a- a- Anna. Amy. Anna. Chasing Anna. Amy. Wait, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Anna. Anna. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to look it up now. I don't know. I have somebody in my head. I don't remember where I. Oh, God damn it! What movie she's in? Fuck. I have no idea. Like I, you're you're on a roll here. I'm gonna let you fucking cast this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll put her to the side for a second. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Paulo. Well, he's a side character. He's kind of a side character. I don't really care about him. Oh. Okay. Uh, I I say bring Ashley Judd back. Oh, and like if she's for her, it, yeah, oh, for her one scene that she's in, she's hot, yeah, super hot. And um, if the little boy for, that played uh, Jax's son from SOA is still that age and still that little, I'd <laughs> yeah. love to get that kid in there for Dominic. I think he is. Yeah, Maybe okay, because he could grow up to be unless he grew up and then he could be Chris too. Because how have we how have chill. we not fucking looked this kid up to see? What he looks like. <laughs> oh my god. It's gonna be a great day when we do that. You know my mommy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
twin? Wasn't weren't they twins? Wasn't they were they twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Well, who's who's fucking uh, Neil then? Neil. You know, the first person that came to my mind was the dude who played. Let me see. In Boardwalk Empire, he played Lucky Luciano. Oh my! Empire. What was his name? He was in. I think he was in Jersey Girls too. Um, what the fuck's his name? It's Vincent something, I think. Vincent Piazza. Piazza. There you go. Fuck. I just had Piazza the other day. It was fucking great. Oh. Um, but he could be a little good. Maybe his eyes are a little too round for. <laughs> to get that exact De Niro look. Oh, you know, I like th- this is a good call, though. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Vincent Piazza. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, For we're left with uh, Hannah. Okay, Hannah. Let's see. Hmm. We get uh, BJ Novak in there as Hannah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is out of nowhere. I don't know what you know. BJ Novak. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, I just want to hear him scream. She's got a great ass. Because uh. it's like you know, actually, shouldn't say that to oh defend somebody. God. This is the greatest fucking movie ever. This is the greatest casting uh, I've ever seen done. You should get a job in casting. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do have a job in casting. You, you do? Yeah. I oh. pod, podcasting. Oh, oh ba-da, ba-da, fire tonight. God damn it. Oh, I think I remembered who the... God damn it. What was the name of that... Was it Tyrant... Was that a show? That was yes. a show, right? Yep. The main think, girl? The, the, ma- the older woman? Let me see. The hot shit. Oh, wait. No, that's not her, but she is pretty hot, though. She's hot as shit. I'm going to go with her. That's who I see. God damn it. Moran Atlas? Yeah, I think she would be good. I see somebody like that. That's not the girl I'm thinking of. I just can't think of the fucking TV show or movie she's in. Oh boy. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah, there was also that part of the story where basically they were in a. And I'm talking about, uh, what was her name? Anna? Yeah, Anna I and her so. family. And then there, the, was it the Chang family or the Chen family? Mm, you're getting on gray area here for me. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah, that was a whole Chris storyline, right? So it was yeah, like, yeah. she, she was the, um, she was part of one family, right? And they were trying to like intermarry for like, you know, di- dynastic reasons mm-hmm. to the Chen family, and also like merge their businesses and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But that that's where I kind of like agree with you. I'm like, I think this is probably getting a little too too in the weeds here. A little too like I like the international scale of it and like right. all those moving pieces, but like 
well, my father wants me to marry this. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you know, it's okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, it could be motivation for Chris to, um, you know, try to quote unquote save her or whatever, but. Right. Like, um, do you find it weird that they kind of gloss over and don't even approach? Um, I mean, easily one of the bigger storylines set up at the end of the movie with Natalie Portman's character trying to kill herself. And they don't really make that a part of Vincent's life in the sequel part. <clears throat> I think he mentions his ex-wife like once. I know. And then, like that's it. I know. Yeah, I think that I think that's a little weird because I mean, they go out of their way to make it, you know, he's the one that finds her. He's the one that brings her to the hospital. I'm talking about the movie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, the wife goes there and they kind of have a reconnection at the end of the movie, right? Because she's very thankful that he was there to save her. No, but I think they divorce. Don't they Don't they break up at the end of that? Like in the um, hospital scene, right? Right, right. But they're but they're. But it's like a mutual thing. Like they stopped arguing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're in a good place. But obviously, uh, Natalie Portman has fucking issues. Um, yeah, and so he, he obviously was... like cares for the kid, right? Like, Yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I think that's why he was even in the relationship if you watch the movie. Again. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because um, her dad's obviously a fuck up, and that's why Natalie Portman's in such a bad place. But anyways, and again, that, going back to what I thought this was going to be about, right, and why I thought – this was going to be a Hannah really high, kind of having no purpose in life um, and his life falling apart was kind of all a mixture of all these things. Yeah. With, yeah. with Neil dying and his kind of like, you know, his, the other side of his personality or whatever, and the connection that they made before he died. And then Natalie Portman fucking trying to kill herself and then him going on with his life. But, and yet, I mean, the Neil thing's there. Like yeah, we, right, there's right, a scene, right. There's a scene where he goes to Neil's house and it's fucking really overdramatic. <laughs> oh, that's oh my right. god, dude. dude! I fucking forgot about that. He's that's fucking, right. <laughs> he's sitting in the fucking. He's touching the glass in yeah. his living room. He's like, Neil was right here touching the same glass. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> he's smelling his shoes. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's a little too much for me. So I mean, that I was right about that part, right? There's a, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a hole in Hannah's life there. But at the same time, he's like, all right, you want to break up? Yep. At the hospital, he's like, boom, you're out of my life. I never mm-hmm. want to fucking see you guys again. Good night. Yeah, they shook on it. <laughs> Maybe she was with Anakin at that point. <laughs> oh, Queen Abadala, you look good. <laughs> Whatever your fucking name is. No. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. That was fucking, that was crazy. Like, that was pretty early, too. And I'm like, whoa, this is fucking this is dramatic. I don't know. <laughs> is this what Vince is going to be the whole movie? Just like, ah, I went to a coffee shop where Neil went. Neil sat right here. <laughs> drank this cocoa. Oh, the seat's still warm. <laughs> <laughs> the seat's still warm all these years later. Sir, there was somebody sitting there five seconds ago. Sir. Oh, my bad. Actually, you're eating her stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking her coffee right now, sir. Can you please leave? So oh, this is a Wendy's now. <laughs> Can you please leave? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it ended up, like I ended up liking Hannah's storyline. Because they gave him, they gave him a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking how it must be... 
because that was early on in the book that he shows up at Neil's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just thinking, like, how much that is just, like, enthusiasm and, and excitement from, like, Michael Mann and Meg Gardner. Right. They're, all, they're just like, ah! Fucking, <laughs> and then Vincent shows up, and he's looking at, like, oh, my God, look at when Neil, Neil drank coffee here. And, uh, <laughs> then he walked over here, and then he went to the bathroom over here. And it's like, yeah, he went to the bathroom over there. That's where you go to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> I think they're just too excited. And they're like, oh, man, we fucking uh, spent all that enthusiasm. Let's but... not talk about him for the next 10 hours. <laughs> He does disappear, man. I was fucking it, not like I was super into fucking Vincent's story, but I was just like, yeah. "What are we getting back to that guy?" Like, I know a little balance here. This guy's too chill. Uh, and also because it's so early, I mean, there's a hint of just a lot of fan service coming up, and I I don't think there's there's a lot of it, but we do get mention of like uh, the Roger Van Sant thing, like William Finkner's character in the movie, like that gets brought up. Like, you know oh, what I, mean? I like, missed that. Yeah, he brings it up. Uh, I think Chris is thinking about, um, I don't know if a bail bond's come up or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Chris thinks back to what happened with Roger Van Sant. So, I mean, they're there, and that is that is fan service, right? There's no other reason to bring that up, and it's kind of ridiculous. But mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's very far and few between. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's, very, it's still very listenable or readable, however you're going to For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know, man. It's it's been a like you said. I, I didn't need this. Wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up fucking. Uh, I ended up really liking it. Like. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really well structured. That's a, I mean, it's the best compliment I can give it. You know what I mean? Um. It's better well, than I could ever imagine it would have been. Well structured in what way? And just how all the uh like the balance between the prequel and the sequel and like how the story plays out and shit. Yeah, and it all comes down to that one character, Wardell. Like it, it for me it does. Like Yeah, gotcha. That that that's the through line through everything, right? Um mm-hmm. it makes it makes Neil important again for at some point, right? It gives Hannah uh some importance in the sequel part. Right, and it's the mm-hmm. same character that's doing both of this. Chris again goes off kind of on his own little wild tangent there for a while. Yeah, but at the same time, it, it still brings Chris, uh, for whatever reason, back uh, into the world of the movie at the very end. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I do like how Neil is still like kind of this ghost that hovers above the entire book too. Like he's such an important character. We all love Neil in Heat, the film. Right. That he that they know that uh like fans are gonna be, you know, kind of looking for Neil. Mm-hmm. And um and probably the prequel scenes are not enough. So like right. characters constantly think about even Hannah thinks about Neil fucking all the time. All the time. Like, he's yeah. got such a fucking dude crush on him. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. It gives Neil importance throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Uh through other characters, not not just uh, Wardell, but through the other the female characters that we're talking about. I think in the same way you mentioned how we are supposed to think about um, uh, fuck, what are you saying about uh, Wangro when he mm-hmm. when he goes up to kill? Yeah, when when Neil goes up to kill Wangro, right? And um, 
the whole Chris thing, like tracking Hannah down. Yeah. Like that whole parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish that, uh, like, I, I fucking love that. And I, but I feel like that's the same kind of thing with the Elisa character in the prequel yeah. uh, side of the story with Neil. I, I just wish that wasn't there because, and they know it's important and it serves the same thing. Like, like, you know, your example, I just wish it wasn't there because mm-hmm. we know how that part is going to end. Right. But mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing for him. But he already had that fucking, he had already been told that and he still gets closer. Maybe that's the whole point. But I just, it took away like the surprise for me as a reader right. or a listener to fucking um, like throw in with that because as soon as she shows up and they like establish a relationship, I'm like, oh, she's dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like her kid's probably not going to die, but she's definitely dying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but but you said this earlier, and it, it's just about it's just it's to get her daughter. Yes, more importance later on in the for book, sure, right? for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. and I love that part of it too. Like, yeah, and so do I because that makes Neil still relevant mm-hmm. in the minds of everybody involved. It's such a great moment too. I fucking mm-hmm. like, which, oh man, it's just I can fucking picture it, man. Like it, the the writing is so fucking good, and the story, the, the narrator, so good. I can just picture it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel um, at the end, so like the very last lines of the book, and I, I really love them, and I won't go as far to, to spoil what those are, mm-hmm. but do you feel like there's another story here? Like, is he leaving it open? Because then we could have what I thought might have happened with the Hannah versus Chris storyline going forward. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. You, you think that's in the back of his mind? I think so. I think maybe they just fell in love too much with Chris dealing in international fucking mm-hmm. transcontinental espionage uh, wheelings and dealings. I think right. they they spent so much time on it. I can't imagine that they didn't like fall in love with just exploring that whole thing. Right. And like you don't even like hear from Hannah forever. Yeah, he shows up and then like he he wraps the bow on the entire book. Right. Um. And those yeah that 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 final line is is uh you know it it, it leads to that I'll say. Yeah yeah yeah. I like I, I like the I like the final line. Uh, I can see it as a book. I don't know if they would make that third one as a movie. Although um yeah yeah the book. clips are I was gonna play that I. <laughs> No longer able to play. Uh, he, it, it, Michael Mann, he was on uh, CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah. And um, he talked about how he saw Heat as like one of like three films that he wanted to do. Oh, okay. Um, and now he's he's only saying that now, <laughs> right? <laughs> with right. the fucking, with the sequel and everything. But, uh, you know, like that's eventually going to come out. Yeah. The sequel is eventually going to come out uh, as a film. But he was talking about how he sees like these this the story of Heat and like all of his stories as a as a big kind of like a, like a whole thing like he sees it as a whole and that the movie's only a splinter of what happens in that whole if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So you're only able to see a little bit of what he wants you to see when it comes to the entire story, because that's how he looks at the entire story. Oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, that's that's fucking dope as shit. But I can't, you know, he's like 76. 
Yeah. Um, and he's working on a Ferrari movie right now. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no, there's there's no verses in this, so it's not a it's not oh, a ver- that, it's not a versus like matchup. Dodge versus Ferrari. It's not the sequel. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's uh, it's Ferrari versus Ferrari. Oh. The, only, <laughs> the only loser is himself, <laughs> and the only winner is himself. <clears throat> it's a poor tagline. <laughs> a really bad tagline. No, stick to casting. I think that's your. <laughs> no, that's what they did. Oh. No, my my job is secure, dog. My job is good. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he saw this as a multiple. He, he saw this as an anthology. It's just like a three part thing. So. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. I guess that um, I can't read into that. Yeah. I, again, I I can't see that third thing happening cinematically, but the second, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> All right. Well, um, now do you want to rank it? All right, let's do it. All right. What do you got? Um, I mean, everything. Uh, I just kind of said everything I want to say already, but what I was expecting and what I got was very different. Um, not not completely different, mind yeah. you. We we did get that Neil. <laughs> you know, prequel that I, I really did think was going to happen uh, with a great villain. Um, you know, the shaping the life for his professional criminal life and also his love life and why he didn't want to get attached to anybody. I mean, it's all there. Everything that you expected for Neil, uh, to happen is there. Uh, the Chris thing I did not expect. I did not, um, I, I don't know. I just I thought it was going to be more intertwined with the movie than it was. It, it breaks off into its own thing. That was unexpected. And then, the, again, the Hannah thing, um, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised because not only did we get him still kind of in top form, but also in top form attached to a character that was attached to the prequel, which kind of blows my mind the more I think about it. It's like this the way that they structured this was really, really well done. So um, I... I didn't need it. I was a little bit excited when I heard about it. I thought this could be cool. And then I was just like, I saw it was 18 hours. I was like, oh, motherfucker. And that killed every, all the momentum I had going into it. <laughs> but I I ended up really liking the story. The, narr- the narrator is going to add at least a point, a point and a half, maybe even two points to the score. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. I mean, he, he is fucking phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Uh, his his Pacino is just fucking great. He doesn't overdo it. He just kind of nails it, and um, and and the and the Wardell character too. I think he does a great job with the Wardell character. He's just so fucking angry and crisp with everything. Uh, this is a this is an eight out of ten for me. This book. Wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. I think. <laughs> okay. I think. Without the narrator rating, we're gonna have the same rating, uh, which makes me very ex- <laughs> it makes me very excited. Okay, uh, to echo what you said, you know, wasn't looking for it, wasn't expecting it. We get what we get. All right, let's let's go. Um, narrator phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. Of course, uh, I I really dug the Chris. Uh, storyline like I think he's a great man character mm-hmm. um and I, I I think if there were a couple mm-hmm. if there are a couple other people in that crew outside of Neil that lived mm-hmm. Chris is the person and take Val Kilmer out of it I think Chris is probably the person that you would want to see as a main character in whatever that sequel is 
Right. Um, and then we got it. And uh, I, I, I really enjoyed like going along with him and trying to f- f- figure everything out. You know, he lost his best friend and his mentor. He lost mm-hmm. his wife. He lost his child. He doesn't know if he's ever going to see them again. Well, he knows he's not going to see Neil again. Neil's dead. But he knows he's not going to see his fucking wife and kid again. Um, like he's constantly thinking about him. He's thrust into a completely nude uh, country and culture and is mm-hmm, trying to mm-hmm. figure it out and um you know through his own wits is able to figure it out and i i i like that early part of it um once it gets into him getting more involved in these like bigger operations it's kind of a, a, a of a uh leap to go from uh you know just like robin banks in you know robin banks in a very methodical uh fashion but then dealing with like international uh fucking wheelings and dealings and whatnot and he's able to just fit right in is a, a leap definitely a leap but i enjoyed it because i just wanted to see how it played out wardell right. wardell's fucking is a creep yeah he's a fucking great creep and he's a great creep too um, I completely forgot about the Tupac thing until you brought it up, and oh it's just fuck, it. It really could just be like the defining moment for his character, <laughs> just to like, but as a character trait, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, that's the motherfucker who hates Tupac. <laughs> just, like, just ask him. Like, it ain't even about the. It, it is about the music, but it ain't about the music. Like, it's <laughs> it's his mama. It's everything about him. That's fucking hilarious. Han, the, the Hannah thing is weird because. Like I said, I now that we've talked about it, I feel like they just really got into and like loved figuring out what Chris is doing internationally, and they forgot about Hannah. And I think that kind of shows. Yeah. Or, and this is the 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 worst option is that they don't really have anything for Hannah. You know, they they didn't right. really have anything to explore after he fucking tosses motherfuckers off of a roof and shit. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, that's it. Um, <laughs> but. I fucking I just uh, I really dug all of the heists. Yes. All the missions, all the fucking action scenes are so fucking good, man. They're so good. Um especially the last one because it's on a highway. Mhm. And uh you know, just dealing with traffic, like it's all just like very visual. Like I can see it in my mind, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. I can fucking t- it's it just Again, like I said, just kind of jumps off the page, and uh, it's just a, a, a kind of a great setting for that kind of action and scene. Just, just to say, I was—I told you I was reading some reviews earlier. Mm. A lot of the people were agreeing and saying the same thing that they were very confused with the, the end. And I don't know if it's because of the audiobook version of it, but I—I I, I believe I'm with you. It was very theatrical, like it was very—you know what I mean? Like just the way mm-hmm. it was told. I didn't feel out of sorts at all listening to the end of the book like you know i mean there, i mean there's a lot of explosions and crashes and whatever but and I don't know. I just... yeah and there's a couple of different things going on but it's not like there's you know six different things there's two right. different things going on so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, don't, I mean if, if you haven't gotten uh down with who the characters are and what's at play by the end of the book and you right. know i don't know what to tell you maybe it's a bad book for you you know mm-hmm. that 
happens. Uh, but I fucking love that last scene, man. I love that last scene. I love the the fucking motorcycle chase and shootout in Paraguay. I love the fucking uh, the heist that they have in the prequel. Yeah, like the cool. action scenes are so good, man. I fucking love that shit. Okay, rating. You gave it an eight. Mm. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Now I give the narrator one whole point. Okay, I give him two. You gave him two. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we lined up. I did. I think sans, we did. sans, if we read this book. <laughs> it might be a five. <laughs> well, it might be a five, but five years. We'd be reviewing this five years from now. <laughs> hey, you know that new movie, Heat 2, that's coming out? The sequel? We just finished it. We just finished that shit. <laughs> so we lined up, bro. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I just, one more thought. Uh, talking about all this, uh, you know, Heat Three nov- novelization talk. Yeah. Do you think the point here, if that is was in the back of his mind, man's I'm saying that this was just a part of the story and he's got more to tell. Do you think the point here is to turn Chris into Neil and have that third act be Hannah versus Chris? Um, kind of Hannah versus Neil all over again for an entire movie. Not only do I think yes, but okay. I got the scene. Okay, it's the end of Heat Three. Okay, Hannah in a wheelchair has gone to the roof in an <laughs> elevator and meets Chris up there. Yeah. Hey, old friend. <laughs> hey, buddy. You're looking super chill tonight. <laughs> well, it's chilly out here, so I got a sweater on. <laughs> now, Hannah's been pushed along mm-hmm. by a young man, mm-hmm. young detective, uh-huh. uh, that has been learning uh, at the foot of uh, Hannah. Right. His yeah. wheelchair foot. <laughs> He's got blonde hair. Oh. Okay. He realizes that's Dominic, Chris's oh. son. Oh, my God. After oh. some back and forth. After some back and forth. Yeah. Chris just realizes the gig is up. Oh. Not only the gig is up, the jig is up, too. The jig and the gig? The gig and the jig is up. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I'm going to be chill and just I'll look this way. And then Hannah looks up at Dominic. Camera cuts to Hannah. And yep. looks up at Dominic and nods. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then very slowly, Dominic pushes Hannah in the wheelchair <laughs> and pushes Chris off the roof. Oh. Jesus Christ. Heat three. Oh my God. I don't like that ending. This is horrible. <laughs> my life's work is done. <laughs> now, Dominic, lean me over this roof. Let me follow my Fallen brothers that have pushed <laughs> off this roof. Said roof. <laughs> oh my god. This is the darkest ending to this trilogy. It's pretty good though. You didn't see yeah. it coming, did you? No, did it see did it coming, did you? I did not. I could not have predicted that. <laughs> I always love those people who are like, Yeah, but you didn't see it co- you didn't see that ending coming. Did- well it's not that it was a fucking good movie. <laughs> Doesn't make it a good movie if I didn't see it coming. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, if I get hit by a car, I didn't see it coming. Is that a good thing? No. Maybe to my enemies. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, without the narrator, we're both out of six. 
I gave him a, I gave him a couple. Yeah. I think that's a. I actually think that's a fair rating, though. I'll, I'll joke it aside. I think that's fair rating. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, not a perfect book, but there's enough there that I think uh, you know get some entertainment out of it for sure. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Um. Well, I, I that's uh, that's got to do it for me, buddy. I gotta oh go. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I gotta I gotta tap out. There's a lot of shit going on. TJ just made the football team. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, he plays football now. Yeah, he fucking made the football team today. So he's got a he's got a fucking he's got to sleep. He's tired. Wait, <laughs> and I'm se- in his room. Senior year. Uh, well, he's uh, he's grade eleven. Grade eleven. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So junior year football. No, nice. he's senior. He's senior. Oh, see. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, senior football. First time on the on the team. First time ever playing football. What a guy! Where what is he playing? Linebacker. Of course he is. He's gonna fucking hit some people. Yeah, I'm a football dad now. I don't know. How to, I don't know. I've always been a basketball dad. I don't know what the football with a dad does. Do I get to yell shit and fucking take steroids? Well, just make yes. Also, um, <laughs> just make sure it's not European football or like world football. Oh you know no, I mean? it's not. Okay, it's not, definitely not that. You show up with a striped shirt and shit. Like, yeah, you're like, Dad, what are you doing? What's Manchester United? Football. <laughs> football. <laughs> uh, well, good luck to him. Good luck on the season. Yeah, it's good. Nice. Uh, We've uh, and by the way, I think we're both recommending Heat Two. If you oh for sure, for sure. If you if you love the movie, I think the book is uh, is very very readable. Well, I don't know if it's readable, but it's listenable, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll get a lot of fucking love out of it. We love Heat. You're gonna you're gonna find out in a few minutes in this commentary. For sure. um, me, Jack, and Rano, we fucking we dive deep into it, and um, it's it was a lot of fun. So this is our Heat fucking uh, weekend. Hope you enjoyed it. Absolutely, and I just want to say. If you're not joining us on the other side at the full binge, patreon.com slash binge media, five bucks a month. Uh, there are there. Now we know Jack Valley. He's mm-hmm. a, he's a, uh, he's a classic cinema guy. He loves Michael Mann, loves heat, loves he's a huge, huge fan of Piccino. Um, now he has some gripes about the film. Mm-hmm. But in a thousand years, you will never guess the gripes that he has. No, about heat. No, it's so ridiculous. whatsoever, guys. It's so ridiculous, and it's immediate. Like Law right. and I are both caught off guard very uh, early on, and Moreno gets really angry about it. Like <laughs> I do. You yelled at him. No, but you take offense to it the entire film, and you keep bringing it up every fucking instance you can. Every time someone walks into a new room. <laughs> <laughs> what is a three-hour movie? And, you know, we got to fill some time. So, <laughs> Great time. Uh, everybody, if you are not uh, part of the Patreon, you're not subscribed to the Patreon, yes. uh, we will see you next week. But if you are, we'll see you on the other side. All right, let's go. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bingemedia. Binge Media patrons will get access to the full binge, the BingeCast four-hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge Media patrons also get other perks, so check us out at patreon.com slash bingemedia. Subscribe to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.